On today's episode of Locked on Avalanche, we have some morning leftovers to get to from the Avalanche win over the New York Islanders and the latest big name this year for the Avalanche on their radar, Elias Lindholm. Would they really go after him? Do they have a shot at that? We will discuss because there is a new rumor out there on who they would want. We'll talk about that. New episode of Locked On Avalanche coming at you. Your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome to the Lockdown Avalanche Podcast. We're part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Chris Maselli. With me, as always, Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. Thank you for tuning in and making it your first listen of the day. That's always appreciated. Make sure you are following us on our social media outlets, LLPN underscore Avalanche on Twitter, X, Lockdown Avalanche on Instagram, Threads, questions, comments, concerns, and opinions, Avalanche at gmail.com. And make sure you are following us on our YouTube channel, Hit subscribe, get notified when a new show goes live. And last but not least, make sure you subscribe to our subtext. Link to that is in the show notes below. Because when you do, you become one of our very special insiders. Chat with Kyle and I one-on-one, and we get your opinion on anything Avalanche, which we share on this very show, Uh, like we will do later when we discuss the Avs matchup with the Dallas Stars, a very big game, uh, one that everybody always looks forward to. So we'll talk about that a little bit later. We'll get to the Lynn Holmes stuff uh, in the second segment because uh, that seems to be, I don't want to say all over, uh, you know, the social media outlets or anything like that. But it, it, it's starting to pick up steam. So we'll we'll discuss that. And the Avalanche, again, are at the forefront of kind of the big fish in the trade market. They seem to always be in there and they always seem to never pull them in. So uh, we'll talk about that. But like we always do, following a a game, we always discuss, uh, we call the morning leftovers and things that have stuck with us from the most recent game. This one obviously is the very entertaining overtime win over the New York Islanders. So I'll throw it to you, sir. Uh, What's the things that are sticking with you a day after that five to four overtime win? Well, number one, first and foremost, the Avalanche are unbeaten this year. This is what we want to hear. Stop the count with that. After 38 games played, Nathan McKinnon has 63 points. That's almost 10 more than Connor McDavid, just putting that in perspective. He's right behind. I mean, it's it's incredible to think. Mm. And we were talking about Nathan McKinnon's year last year. He's having a stellar year this year. But I got a little fun fact for you. Do you know mm-hmm. there's four members of this Colorado Avalanche team right now and with double-digit goals? Sure. Four. Okay. That'd be Nathan McKinnon. Mm-hmm. Miko Rantanen, Larry Nachushkin. Do you know who that fourth member is? I'm going to say Jonathan Drouin. Would you be entertained? Or Ryan Johansson. Ryan Johansson. Okay. All right. There I think Drouin was, was a... Maybe, no, what I'm thinking with Drouin is he's got like 10 points or something in the last yeah. Ten games. seven games or something like that. Maybe, maybe yeah. that's what I'm thinking of. But um, Rijo? Yeah, he's got 10? Yeah. Rijo... <laughs> is the fourth member he has 11 goals on the year so there's four members of this team double digit goals 13 members of this team double digit points and we're, we're th- that's good I, I i honestly man like i'd like to see more guys with double digit goals at this stage in the game um yeah. who's got 
Oh, where did I, let, me, let me organize here. Um, okay, McCarr's got eight. Colton's got eight. And then Wood has six. Druenna's got six. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. Like, I, I th that's okay. I mean, that's very top heavy. But yeah, if you only have four guys in double digits, Ryan Johansson's one of them. Uh, for a lot of uh, flack that he's taken this year, he's he's doing okay. That's what we always said. Like, he's doing okay. I don't feel like he's he's not going above and beyond of what they were expecting him to do yet. He's kind of just like right in that middle of the pack, but hey, 10, 11 goals is eleven goals. And I, all of this kind of stands out to me because I remember the Everydayers know the episodes we did when we gave the season grades at the end of the year last year. How many members of this Avalanche team, like we were talking about, EJ having like two points the entire year, mm -hmm. and we have thirteen members right now with thirty-eight games played, sitting at double-digit points, and that's it's. We talk about it, it'd be nice to see something from the depth of this team, but it's quietly working. And you're at the halfway yeah. point. Like, I know it's been a struggle, and it felt like an uphill climb through this recent stretch of games, like close games against San Jose and St. Louis. and But it's still working. And this team, even if they don't have that cohesive identity, they still are winning games on talent alone. And they're sitting at the top of the central, about to be playing a Dallas team that is third in the central. And they're all right there. Honestly, I mean, they're all like within the they're all bunched the right there. Yeah, yeah. But the Avalanche, it's it's one of those that they still haven't hit their stride yet. And like Nathan McKinnon, he's playing out of this world, and this team hasn't fully hit their stride. So that's mm -hmm. that's just a little bit of optimism going into this matchup and the rest of this this month that we talked about being brutal there's a lot of really good things going on behind the scenes and not so much in your face for this avalanche team that they're putting together slowly um i just i mean i have the the stats up for dallas because we're talking about them later on how many players do you think they have that are uh double digit goals i want i want to say three no really they they, they have seven Whoa! Seven guys that are, are double digit stat, uh, double digit goals, and for the heck of it, I'm just bringing up. Um, Don't say Matt Duchesne. No, I'm looking. I'm I, I'm just I just brought up the New York Rangers, so they uh, they only have four, uh, but Trocheck has nine, so he's close. Uh, uh, Jimmy VC has seven. Kendra Miller says so. You know, um, where, where? Let me get back to the Dallas one. Who did you say, uh, Duchesne? Yeah, yeah, Duchesne's got eleven. He's saying his letter. So, so he's but, just as good fact, as Brideau. The, the, the one thing, yeah, they might have seven guys on the team that have double digit goals. Um, Rope Hintz leads them in points with 33. And the one thing that I love is uh, what how many how many total points does Nachuskin have right now? Because, um, uh, great question. Let me see, because he's he's got more than that. And I think, let me bring him up real quickly. So, Nachuskin has. 38 points on the season. So if he was on the Dallas Stars, he would be leading them in points right now. Oh, he was just fantastic point. to say. Yeah, huh? he was he was at one point. Yeah, no, if you if he if you you know he has more points than than the top scorer on Dallas right now. But you know, Dallas has that's seven seven guys double digit goals um is impressive. And for the Avalanche, like I would think they they should be there at, at right now, have more guys and with double digits, but 
They're, they're goodness, close. You, with, go ahead. You said Rope Hits had 38. What was it? 33? 33. Leading, 33. leading the team? And Nathan yeah. McKinnon was 63. Right. Let's just let's 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 just get that clear. And like Miko's sitting at 44 right now. Right. So, so I, well, we're we're getting ahead of ourselves with 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 the stars talk. We'll we'll get you know, back I, to the stars. But and, I, I you know, and all of this ahead. is in the context of we sit here, we talk about boy, if we could just get this out of the forwards, if your gift would just stop one more additional puck, just turn around. Like this team is mm. doing okay. It's it's <laughs> oh my god, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's it's one of those that in the moment, because a lot of times we're doing these shows right after the game in the heat of the moment, and you're looking at the, the effort put on the ice, but when you look at it in its totality, this team is still quietly good. So No, they're very good. Like, th- th- there's yeah. still things that need to be plugged, you know, like they're, they're not <clears throat> just game in and game out, just, you know, rolling over their opponent. Um, you're not going to get that in this sport. You know what? What Boston did last year was, just, you know, that never happens. Um, and this is a this is a tough sport to win. You know, and just you know, be the dominant team game after game after game after game. What the Avalanche are doing is just methodically going through the season, figuring out pretty much on the fly. But you've like the past handful of games, you've felt pretty good that they're kind of putting it together, both individually and as a team. Because like the passing just seems a lot better, the defense just yep. seems a lot better. Georgiev, he's kind of the outlier right now. He's the one that everybody's looking at. Like, okay, all this other stuff is like getting better and doing well, and he's trailing behind a little bit. Okay, but they're they're winning in the process, and I don't want to excuse that and just say like we'll just outscore our problems. I don't want to say that. You want to see him get you know back in the fold as well, and I think that he can. But you know, no, like the, the team is 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 went despite all of this stuff, they do this every single year. There's some sort of adversity, and despite it all, they stay at the top of the standings. It's not this Edmonton where it's just a, a free fall in the beginning of the season, and now they're clawing their way back in. They stay afloat, they win games, they 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 get points. It might not always be pretty, and I think that's what the fan base wants, is they just want everything to be to be pretty and neat and tidy and buttoned up and not have any bumps in the road as you're getting these wins and getting these points. It's not how the game works. It's been, it would be nice, but it doesn't happen. And I think now we've turned the calendar. I think you're starting to see, uh, you know, the, the, the abs really kind of come together and fine. Let's get Georgiev settled out and settled in. And then you know you 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 be hitting your stride at the right time for a nice playoff push. Hopefully, I know for watching that Islanders game, this was the first time I could sit watching an Avalanche game, even with the Avalanche behind. I had confidence that the Avalanche were going to get themselves out of this mess. Where mm-hmm. games up to this point, you're like, what are the Avalanche going to do to let this game go? And you're watching yeah. that Arizona game, you're like, well. Let's just watch how bad this is going to get because you knew the Avalanche. You could see it, them just give up, phone it in, move on to the next game. This Islanders game, I there was never a point where you're like, oh, they're going to drop this one. You felt that they were going to be the victor at the end of the game. Yeah. So, um, and the only the only one that I want to mention is, and I just touched on him, um, was Jonathan Drouin. Mm-hmm. Um, he's starting to play a heck of a lot better. So I don't want to jump the gun and be like, oh, he's, you know, let, let, let's let throw out another extension for him right now. Um, 
I want to see what he can do. Like, seems like he's turned a corner. Now, whatever road you turned on when turning that corner, let's see if you can stay on that road. I, I want a full season to really evaluate Jonathan Drouin. I don't want to just jump into the, the category of, wow, he's had a, a handful of games where he's playing well. Therefore, everything is good with him. I'm not that like keep doing it, keep going, keep playing well. And at the end of the year, we can look back and say, like, okay, it was a success, it was a failure, it was a little bit up and down. Right now, he's he's good. So keep riding that. Yeah, if the season ended today, that would be a steal because Tatar was more and he's not a member of this team anymore. And what you're Mm -hmm. getting out of Drew in for much less. It's a huge bargain. Oh, it's it's looking good right now. It is. Yep. It is looking good right now. But do they want to add to their team? That's always the question. And uh, right now, Lindholm from the Calgary Flames is the, the big fish that people are going to go after uh, this trade deadline season. And once again, the Avalanche are in the mix. How much are they really in it? And could it really happen? You're hearing a trade getting thrown around. We're going to discuss that one coming up next. All right, first, we are going to hear from the Sleeper app. And like always, Kyle scours the internet to find a better daily fantasy app than Sleeper. And he's got his, his is that that's a, a post-it Rolodex you have right there? A, a whole bunch of them. And, and you know you what? Have, yeah, Not one better app than Sleeper. Cannot find one better. And we want to remind you that you could win big by playing daily fantasy hockey on Sleeper, the official daily fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network because Sleeper is our number one choice for daily fantasy sports, especially daily fantasy hockey. Because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in daily fantasy hockey contests. All right, Mr. Sullivan, Avs, and Dallas Stars, who do you got for this one for your daily fantasy sleeper? A new Nachushkin Hattie. You have to. You have to. I mean, this he loves playing them. Yep. Absolutely loves playing them. So I think this is a slam dunk for your daily fantasy uh, team on Sleeper. All you have to do is pick whether studs like Valerian Nechuskin will record more or less than their Sleeper projections for things like goals, assists, saves, plus, minus, and more in a given game. So use the promo code Locked On NHL. You'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That code is Locked On NHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for details and locational availability <clears throat> all right um yes trade season i love it i always love the mixing and matching and where players go or don't go and just the talk and and you're, you're starting this is where you start to get little drips and drabs of of uh, players that are out on the block teams that are interested and potential packages going back and forth and we have that for you and this is this is it kind of I don't want to say blew up on on Twitter or X or whatever you want to call it, <clears throat> um, but you are hearing the grumblings of this. Not only are the Avalanche involved, it seems like they're involved every single year with who the big name is, and Lindholm is that guy this year. I don't think there's a doubt about. It. I, I, I trying to think who else could be available at the trade deadline um, that could be the bigger name. I don't. I think he is it. I think he is this year's big name, right? Um, so for the Avs, and I think the Avalanche do ha- have a genuine interest in him. But I fe- also feel like here we go again with 
they are they they have in their mind what they will and will not give up and they are not going to go over whatever that is in their mind whatever that package is so what we're hearing now and what you're seeing put out there is if the avalanche wanted to make a deal to bring in Lindholm from the Calgary Flames it would have to look like basically two things a first round pick in next year's draft which the avalanche do have and likely Bo Byram. And there, and I, I looked and looked for it um, before we went live for, for the original tweet. And now so many people have picked up on it. It's on so many different sites. But I was trying to find the original one who put it up. It was a pretty reputable person who put it up saying that. Not that that's the, the, the deal. There's no deal. But he's hearing that that's what it would take for this trade to happen. Um. I don't know. I, I, and, and and keep in mind, Lindholm is a flat-out rental. He he is a re, unrestricted free agent after this year. He's making a pretty reasonable salary to bring in. Uh, 4.85 is his salary. And he's a solid, solid player. So if that's the deal, I don't know if I do it. What do you, what do, you do? Okay. I, I'm getting... Do, do we not remember the Claude Giroux situation? Do we not remember the Chris sure. Kreider situation? That Kreider's it, a little bit different, but yeah, yeah. It's it's that and the same, Taylor Hall situation twice. Taylor, twi- <laughs> yep. It's it's every year mm-hmm. the Avalanche put themselves in a position that oh they're definitely they never do. They they never make those big huge. And mm-hmm. by the way, I'm no no disrespect to Lindholm. But this is not a name on a poster. This is not the be all end all move. Like you're, you're not shifting the top line for Lindholm. Maybe the I don't think they one. want to. They, they, yeah, that's what they're looking at. They're they're looking. So, you know, the 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 uh, Johansson thing so far is not really play, panning out the way that they wanted it to. So they want to get a little bit better there. He would be it. I, I think okay. he would definitely be it. Which is wonderful. That's great. That's mm-hmm. that's awesome. If we were playing. A year-to-year redraft your team fantasy league, but we're mm-hmm. we're talking about a rental here, right. and we're already there's cap issues on this team. No matter how much it goes up, it's going to be an issue from here on out. Are you saying the Avalanche are going to trade away a first-round pick, which I believe last time I checked, that's still second McFarland in that office. Mm-hmm. So that's really something they'd never like to do and also well are you are you are you done with the bow byram experience are you are you good you said that's enough Uh, right i i don't think so no like he's still young he's but they they put a lot on his shoulders as young as he is but they don't feel like he's done developing no so what what's the point what is the purpose i during that islanders game i put up a poll talking about Mm -hmm. what what could you get back to the avalanche way avalanche brand of hockey Mm -hmm. and it had forwards defense goalie and then all the small things and you know what forwards were not an issue nobody saw forwards being an issue and guess what why are we saying bo byram and not sam gerard have we changed that much on every trade package that comes up sam gerard sam gerard sam gerard Mm -hmm. looks like bo byram's the guy now and should we be doing that the thing with 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 Sam Girard is you are not going to trade 
Sam Gerard. Like, I don't, I don't think they want to trade Sam Gerard anyway. I just want to get that out of the way. If there is a deal for Sam Gerard, you are not trading him for a rental because Sam Gerard has three more years after this year on on his contract. So that is a you would never in a million years do that because you're trading uh, three and a half years for three months is what you're doing. Never would happen. Bo Byram, on the other hand, is, you know, he, his contract, he, he's under contract for this year and next year. So that's a little bit more palatable to take that. If, if you if you feel like you're, you're going to move on from the Bo Byram exper- experiment, which we both think they, they don't want to, um, <clears throat> but that was like the deal breaker. They had to make, they had to give him up for it. I, I still don't think they'll do it. But I think like okay, we're we're only losing a year compared to three years from uh, Sammy G. So that's why they, they would not trade Sam Gerard. But I don't know, like to me, I don't I don't think they're so connected to a first round draft pick because uh, they they want that to be a late round draft pick. Um, this draft, I, I'm not su- super deep onto it. You know, I usually start that in the off season. Um, but just things that you're hearing is it's not as deep as last year. Last year's draft is going to go down as a very, very deep draft. <clears throat> so I don't think they're as connected to that for, they would give that up. I really think that they would give that up for Calgary. It's what do they want in return? Like, I don't, I don't know if they would want, I mean, sure. They would take Bo Byram if it was offered, but what does their rebuild look like? If their rebuild looks, looks like a few years in the future, they would just want, maybe prospects back from the avalanche. And I know they're a little bit thin and I mean, they have some good prospects, but that, which they would take, but then the avalanche are starting back at ground zero by giving up uh, some prospects, which you have taken the last couple of years to build back up because it was really depleted. So now you're just going back to that square one again with that. So I just don't feel like any of these moving parts really add up for the, I think they want him. I think they absolutely want him. But not only do they, they they would have to give up, you know, prospects, which I don't think they want to do because they're trying to build that back up while staying relevant at, on the pro level. And the money thing is an issue. Calgary would have to retain money or you'd have to send out someone like Ryan Johansson if you wanted to move on from him already, which I'm not consoled that they want to do that either. I mean, the more I talk about it, the more I just feel like I don't know how this happens for the Avalanche because I just don't feel like any of the moving parts are there for them to bring him in. We're talking about a player for three months. You're getting possibly getting rid of Bo Byram, which you just don't want to do right now. He's he's starting to hit his stride. He's starting to look good. The Avalanche, when it comes to prospects, they didn't have any prospects in this World Juniors. There was zero goose egg, yeah. and you, you got to start building it up at some point. You can't keep kicking this can down the road. And even this package, it I'd be hard pressed to even entertain this if this was the package to get nods back because this mm. team is starting to hit its stride. Why would you yeah. make this kind of move for three months of a player that it's a 50 50 on if it's going to work in the system? Like, I get he's a talented player, but you got to think about more than just this year. And by the way, this team this year is still pretty good. They are. They are. And like you say, like you just you can't just keep kicking that can down the road. You can't keep doing that. So I know in, in the grand scheme of it, it's it's about winning championships. And if the Avalanche feel like 
he is the one to to really put them above and beyond everyone else. Um, you you go make a move, but I, I don't. It's so tough to predict that in this league. This is not baseball where you can be the LA Dodgers and just be like, we're going to load up, and we know baseball is not even going to be fun next year. Nope. <laughs> You know what I mean? Hockey's a different sport. So for them to to really and 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 we know the his all of what we all we were all just talking about just now with ever, all these moving parts and on top of everything, Guile, the abs don't do this. Nope. They don't do like they they will make trades and they will make rentals, but those rentals will be low dollar amount rentals. Like they, they don't do the big name rental. They just don't do it. So I'm not um I'm not getting my hopes up for it. I will I'm definitely, you know, keep keep watch on it because I just love to see where this stuff goes. But um everything that I, I see is it, for some reason Boston seems to be the favorite to bring him in. And Boston likes to make moves. So we'll see. Uh that that that's where I would I would guess he goes for no other reason than just Boston just seems to get things done. Uh, not that the avalanche can't it's just they're smart about it they're smart what do you think fire away in the comment section um yeah i'm sure this will be discussed on another episode uh one more thing to get to and that is this big game with the dallas stars so we will discuss that coming up next first we're going to hear from fan duel the nfl regular season is wrapping up but there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because right now new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. And that's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is super easy to use. There's many different ways to bet. You can use the same game parlay. You find bets in the new Explore tab, make a parlay in the Parlay Hub and more so visit fanduel.com slash locked on and make your first bets what are we making it today kyle layup slam dunk grand uh, slam a grand slam a grand slam why not so visit fanduel it's the official partner of the nfl colorado avalanche and dallas stars always a very good division matchup um yeah we were talking about early in the episode about dallas and um how they have seven guys with uh 10 or more goals um when you look at their let me bring their stats back up what did you say the avalanche had in terms of double digit players i think it was 13 you said it was 13 with double digit points four with double digit goals so 13. So they have 14 guys with double digit points. So, and, and I think that's like the big difference right now between these teams is the, the stars are, are, are pretty good top to bottom. I'll say pretty good, very good top to bottom. They can roll out those lines where the avalanche early in the season, it was like, you never know what you were getting. Things were a little bit here and there. Things seem to be coming together a little bit more. So I I'm excited to see that. I'm excited to see all four of these lines going at it because the Avalanche feel pretty good right now with where their four lines are. Dallas has felt that way for the majority of the season. So where's the which which matchups are going to be won on each individual line is where, where I'm going to be looking because this, this, this is going to be a good game. 
it's, I, I'm not breaking the mold by saying that because these two teams are really evenly matched and you look at the standings and everything and not the standings, like where they stand in the statistics and they're pretty much around each other for everything. And this is a game that you need the avalanche more than just line one to work because like you mentioned, Dallas is all their lines are working. And by the way, yep. this is in Dallas. It is. They are a very good play. It's a very good place for Dallas to cook. I mean, they have a great record at home and the avalanche are almost 500 on the road. So this is mm-hmm. a, for everything we were talking about with the confidence factor in that Islanders game, this is where you go on the road and you get to work. This is where you have to get it done. And with, you don't know what the health of Ross Colton looks like. You don't know what Rijo, if he's going to make the roster for this yeah, Dallas he's game. Sick, I guess he's under the weather, but he's making the trip. They say, so you don't know what the lines are going to look like. So this is going to be a, this is what we talk about all the time. Like lace up your boots, get mm-hmm. to work. This is going to be that game. And Hey, avalanche. I do not want to hear that goal song from Dallas. I still think <laughs> about game seven. I do not want to hear it anymore. I'm with you there. Um, Dallas has been rolling, man. Like you just look at their, their last handful of games. Their only losses, uh, okay, the Blues, they lost the Blues 4-3, to three, and then they lost the Blues again 2-1. to one, um, And then they just lost to Montreal 4-3. to three. Um, But other than that, they, they've been kind of cruising on pretty good wins against the, the Red Wings, a good win against uh, Vancouver. Um, Another team I, with a good stable of goalies. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um, uh, uh, they, they got blown out by Vegas. A little while ago, six to one, but hey, you know, we can attest to that happens. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I, I'm excited for this one. I think this is going to be a really entertaining game. Uh, Vargaro runs subtext says the Stars edged out the Hawks after blowing them out the game before. Yeah, they played them back to back and lost to the Habs. So they are going through struggles of their own. Kind of, I mean, like we just said, like you look at the totality of their last number of games they don't have a lot of losses there um he said i think another bad game by georgie and the abs eke out a six to five win in overtime so another one where it's a shootout uh nuke scores twice miko gets one taves colton and mccarr in overtime four assists by nate and he also throws in the Pavelski gets a hat trick, which you can almost oh. bank on that. It, that that's going to happen. That Please, is going. No. That guy scores against the Avalanche every single game. So if you want to go to FanDuel and put that down, you're probably going to win Pavelski scoring a goal, a hat trick. Uh, it very well could happen. Who knows? How do you think? Yeah, yeah let's let's talk about Jorge for a quick second. Like this is this is a moment for him to to really you know turn the tide of, 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 of people's thoughts just for a little bit. It's not like you play a good game here and then people will be like, Oh yeah, he's back. You're going to want to see what comes next. But uh, you know, how, how things went for him in the Islanders game in the beginning was not good. They finished up. Okay. Continue from there on. And I think people are going to be really watching him. And if things don't go well for your in this game, you're going to have people asking a lot of questions even though he leads the league and wins right now, which is crazy. And it's one of those, Jorgev's also looking at the tape. He saw those goals that he let up. And by the way, the last time this Avalanche team played the Stars, they were down and they came all the way back. Oh, so yep. this is, and with the defense playing the way they are right now, they can hold strong and keep, as long as they keep the shots 
like they've been doing and have that significant shot advantage, the Avalanche have a really good chance in this game, but they cannot let Dallas get a foothold and start building on it because you cannot crumble against this team. It's a tough place to play. That crowd gets crazy. Uh, you you surrender an early goal, an early first goal, and then you know you have that to deal with now. So you don't want to do that. Um, Easton says, uh, I don't think they're going to do that great. He needs Georgia to go on a run. He says three to two for an overtime loss. So they both think it's going to overtime. Vargar thinks they win in overtime. Easton thinks they, they uh, lose it in overtime. And he has goals by Miko and Cogliano with a goal. Mm. Why not? It, it, it does kind of, it's a working man's goal. It's a working man's game. Cogliano is that, you know, workhorse. I think he, he might be onto something there. He gets a greasy goal somewhere. Sure, why not? Why not? I, I have a feeling this is going to be like a 4-2, and it's going to be on an empty net. It's going to end like the San Jose game. Okay. Well, your your streak is on the line of one in a row of predicting these games. So this is my year, baby. Right. Yeah, you better get it right. Uh, however it goes, we will be discussing it tomorrow, so make sure you turn in to tune into that. Uh, but for this one, thank you for making it your first listen of the day. Always appreciate it. He is Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. I am Chris Maselli. This is the Locked On Avalanche Podcast. Thank you for tuning in, everyone. Enjoy the game, and we'll be back tomorrow to talk about it. Go, Abs, go! Go!